0: man. I got a special guest for you guys. My boy, Kevin Hicks. He's been a Redskins fan for how long?
1: All my life. Born Born into a Redskins family. One of those families where you have 30 Redskins fans and one random Cowboys fan just to be a (laughs) hater. So this
0: guy knows the stuff. He is Mr. Redskins. (laughs) So to speak. So, yeah, hey, anybody who's viewing live, feel free to chime in with comments and questions and we'll dive in. But I wanted to kind of get started and kick this episode off with um, fantasy impact, fantasy impact for um, the Washington football team players. It's going to take me a while. To- <laughs> yes, man,
1: we're going to call them Redskins for a long
0: Redskins, time. Man, Redskins, man. All habits die hard. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So let's kick it off with Dwayne Haskins, man. Tell me, what do you see in Dwayne Haskins this season and what kind of impact do you see him having?
1: I'll tell you what I love about Dwayne Haskins this year is the fact that everyone else hates on him. Like anyone outside of the area just assumes that the guy can't play. You know, they look at a few games uh, at the beginning of the year last year. Uh, they really want to ignore the last four games, but they just assume that he can't play. What right. I like that he's done this year is he committed in the offseason, not just words. It uh, doesn't seem like he's pulling an RG3 where he feels entitled to anything. Uh, he, you know, would to lose 20 pounds. Uh, right. working out with his receivers, um, seeing his footwork. His uh, his downfield vision, his his touch, his accuracy—all of those things that kind of plagued him a little bit last year. It seems like he's been very intentional about uh, about uh, uh, refining those things. And the reason that no one gives him any credit is because they say, "Hey, you've got the worst receiving core in the league. You know, you, right. you can't pass for any yards." But the reality is every quarterback in the league is going to pass for some yards. I mean, there's not going to be any quarterback that passes for zero yards, right? (laughs) Right. Even in a bad year, he'll pass for, what, 3,250 or 3,500 in a bad year. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is, you're going to have 3,500 receiving yards on this team. So right. whether that's going to uh, McLaurin or to Sims mm. or to AGG or out the backfield, it's coming somewhere. You're getting 3,500 yards from here. So right. I love the fact that everyone's ignoring the team because it gives us opportunities to buy low for practically free at the end. Exactly.
0: Of the and a couple points was, remember last year, Jay Gruden, I don't know what he was doing. He didn't give Haskins any snaps with the number one team, you know, with the number one offense. So tossing him in there versus, was it the uh, New England uh, Patriots best defense in the league and expecting him to produce at a high clip? It just doesn't work that way. And not only that, you do mention that we had the worst receiving core last year, so to speak. But remember, we came in with Doxon, uh, Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn. Yep. That was the; Those were the guys and it took for Doxon to get cut for us to give McLaurin a chance to kind of prove what he can do. So it's kind of funny to me that, you know, people were found later on, you know, Harmon and Sims definitely got, you know, lots of love towards the end of the year. But this year, like you say, he's working on his body. He's working on his on his game. And like you say, he's going to have 3,500 yards plus, but we also realize that as much as the uh, team loves to run the ball, they're going to love to throw the ball, especially in that offense. Talk talk to me about that offense.
1: So I think they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more than you would expect just because you're in comeback mode, right? The teams that can run right. the ball think the 49ers. You control the game plan, that's where you run the ball. So it's a great situation. If we're able to run the ball, that means we're in control of a lot of games. That's a great right. problem to have, Right. But generally speaking, that's not the situation that we find ourselves in with a big lead and just running out the clock. So, uh, you know, that being said, uh, being in a position where you have to throw is, you know, it's it's a pretty good uh, situation from a fantasy standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's not always the best situation for your win loss record, but it is great. From a fantasy standpoint, you don't want the quarterback of the team that's always uh, ahead and and sitting on the clock. I mean, look at Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs last year. When he he passes, you know, you don't want that guy as your your fantasy quarterback. Um, So in a situation right here, I mean, you you have to we have a great defensive line, but very, very inexperienced corners. Right. Right. Um, Outside of this area, no one knows who the corners on our team are. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, question marks about Darby, you know, got rid of Norman, got right. rid, of, you know, got, got rid of pretty much anyone that anyone had heard of. Right. Uh, and while we see some uh, upside from some of these younger guys, I would imagine that a lot of uh, opposing quarterbacks are going to test them. So, assuming that the pass rush can't get a sack on every play, we give up some big plays. You know, mm-hmm. we to have to stay in the game. So. Right. Haskins has shown a lot of moxie. You look at him late in the year last year, uh, improved footwork, improved decision-making, improved confidence, and then this year, I mean, you you see uh, the extra work that he's put in above and beyond. And I'll tell you this, if no one has heard of Stephen Sims outside this area, right, all I say to do is go to YouTube and to right. Stephen Sims highlights. Oh, we're and, gonna dive into Steven Sims in a minute. He best you know, believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and for sure it was a blow that uh you know that, that Harmon is out for the year. Obviously, right. it's a huge blow because it was already the, the youngest receiving core in the league, very inexperienced. So now you've thrust AGG into a situation where it looks like he'll probably have to start on the outside. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, but for what it's worth. You know, they showed last year that they are willing to give a rookie meaningful reps. Look no further than Aaron McLaurin. Look no further than Aaron So, you know, you can't just say just because he's a rookie, there's no way he can put up production because, you know, they right. did McLaurin.
0: And another thing that I see is with our wide receivers this year being weaker, so to speak, than last season, we're going to throw the ball to these running backs. I am excited for that aspect of um, the evolution of what Haskins is going to have. You know, people are thinking that he does not have the weapons. He went on and said, I think it was two or three days ago, that he wants to be more of a mobile quarterback. Doesn't mean that he's going to be running all the time, but he wants to be moved around in the pocket, run some play action fakes, uh, some options. But what I like is we saw Bryce Love in college – being a dual threat running back, right? Mm -hmm. We saw all these different guys, um, McKisson Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson. So we got the weapons at the running back position to give them extra uh, 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 ball catchers. So it's going to be interesting to see how the running backs fit in with the wide receivers. I think it's going to be an offense where we don't know who's getting the ball. Yeah, You know, he's going to find that open guy. So I'm very optimistic about Dwayne Hassings. Now, how many touchdowns do you think that he's going to have?
1: I would say that that's going to be really dependent on how good the defense is. Okay. The reason I say that is because if the defense, you know, uh, naturally speaking, the the uh, defensive line is our right the strength of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before the guys' injury, it was arguable that running back was number two, and it probably still is, frankly. Right. And, uh, still is the second uh, best position on the team. So the uh, good defense and the running game go hand in hand. So if you have a great defense and a great running game, you know naturally you're going to have less passing touchdowns, whereas if you have right. a terrible defense, it tends to lead, uh, lead itself to, to more passing touchdowns. So uh, that being said, I don't think it's a stretch to say that assuming the team will be bad, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 touchdowns passing is reasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable to say. Uh, Again, just because these guys are young doesn't mean they're not good. You look Mm -hmm. at Stephen Sims, he was undrafted, but he came through and was the biggest playmaker on the team. You mentioned earlier that the receiver core is worse. I I don't even know that I'd say that it's worse than it was last year, to be completely okay. honest, because look at it, uh, you know, step for step. You've got McLaurin last year versus McLaurin this year. You have to imagine that he's a little bit better. Uh, your second guy is who uh, Paul Richardson last year from the beginning. Right. Would you rather have Paul Richardson on the outside or would you rather have Antonio? Andy
0: Golden?
1: That's true. I would take that right. trade one for one. Then you yeah, have man. Sam last year, now Sims again this year, uh, further developed. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to say that this year's receiving core is worse than last year. Right. Because two of the three guys are the same and they're further developed. They had a whole offseason of chemistry with Haskins. Then right. you bring in Gandy Golden, who's more talented than uh, than um, Richardson or uh, Trey Quint was. so Right.
0: And uh, we're going to get into Terry McLaurin, man. Um, I had bold predictions for this guy. (laughs) I think that Terry McLaurin is a guy that can get you 1,200 yards, and I believe he reaches double-digit touchdowns this season. He gets to 10 touchdowns, something that has not been done in a long time. Terry McLaurin, got guy that
1: you refused to trade me in the dynasty league.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you can't have him, man. That's, that's my guy, <laughs> man. That's my so, guy. I, 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 I'm a Terry McLaurin totally
1: In fact, you know, uh, 1,200 yards is well within his range of outcomes. I honestly think it could be more, but you know, I try to temper expectations exactly. and keep the, try exactly. to keep it reasonable, right? Yeah. But, you know, when you look around the NFC East, let's just start mm-hmm. with the NFC East. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. You've got Amari Cooper as the best receiver in the NFC mm-hmm. East. Right. Uh, but he's got three third receivers, you know, sharing the route on the same uh, on, on the same team. Most right. teams that you look at in the NFL uh, with very few notable exceptions, most of them have at least a stud tight end that's going to siphon off receptions Mm -hmm. or a stud number two or at least an extremely solid number two right right? i wouldn't hesitate to say that the redskins have the worst tight end situation in the league i don't think that's you you literally don't have a a tight end with more than 20 receptions in (laughs) there man (laughs) <laughs> um, you don't have that tight end, that safety valve to siphon off the, right. the receptions there. So you've got a 1A and then everyone else, you know, right. as as Sims and AGG may be, right. I anticipate them being a distant to mm-hmm. it. Like, he's a 1A that's nearly uncontested with right. uh, the value that he has to the team. So right. um, and without a tight end, it's mm-hmm. really hard to say that. I mean, you're, you're looking at 1,200 yards is what, 80 yards a game? Right. Is that unreasonable over the right. course of 16 games? I don't think so.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, he, he can definitely do do 1,200. And one thing I like about McLaurin is that, like you said, he's a 1A. So he's going to command targets. Just think about the target share. That is available for Haskins being that they have that rapport together from college. He's gonna force feed this guy. I'm seeing at least 10 targets a game, yeah. And the yeah. beauty of what McLaurin did last season was that he was able to dominate against the top corners in the league. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so Darius,
1: Darius said he was the best receiver that he went against.
0: Exactly. Darius
1: Bleden said, I-, I couldn't cover this guy
0: exactly. And, and you're I mean, to
1: threw it a lot of they threw the ball to him in contested situations. And he just came down with it. He just wants right. it. He's got that work ethic. He just he just wants it more. And hey, who so, was
0: that corner from the Vikings that he was killing? Even though he didn't, he didn't have a big game because Haskins was just overthrowing him. But who was that corner? I don't know. Uh,
1: let's see. What's that? Was it Rhodes? Xavier Rhodes. Could have been. Uh, yeah, not really sure. I don't don't particularly remember that game specifically, but what I will say is when you've got a guy that's just shown that no matter where you put the ball, he's going to go for it, then it gives the quarterback so much more confidence because he realizes, I don't have to be super-duper accurate. Just put it in his area and let him do his thing. And um, you see that with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Right. Um, Right. Watson didn't always throw an accurate ball. He just yeah. threw it in the direction of Hopkins and knew that he was right. uh, uh Drew Brees, I would never say he's inaccurate. He's extremely accurate. Right. But the thing is, he knew if he threw it in the direction of Michael Thomas, there was a ninety percent chance he was going to come mm-hmm. down. Right. Um, you see that with Larry Fitzgerald as well. Mm-hmm. And I have seen that same kind of tenacity in mm-hmm. McLaurin. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you don't have a reliable check down option, obviously, we got rid of uh, Jordan Reed. Right. 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 Check down option. You've got uh, Sims going to be commanding the slot Then you got the guys coming out the backfield. But if the plays aren't uh, diagnosed for that, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to imagine that uh, McLaurin is the primary recipient on the majority of the plays now. What I would caution against is Haskins getting so fixated on McLaurin that he makes bad decisions, right?
0: That's the thing.
1: You know, uh, my uh, my brother made a comment the other day where he would say Haskins sometimes must look around the room and be like, man, these, I got nothing to work with. But then I, I pointed out to him, yeah. the reality is, this is all he knows. I mean, these right. people were in his class. People say the mm-hmm. same thing about him. People say that. Right. He's not a legitimate player, but he sees every day the skill that not only McLaurin has, but he saw what Harmon had. He saw right. he, he sees what Sims has. Because these right. guys all came in together. Right. You understand what I mean? So when you right. come in together, you see the hard work. You see the, the skill that mm-hmm. people aren't seeing all the way on the West Coast or in the middle of the of the US, right. um, talking about the Redskins. They don't watch Steven Sims highlights, you know. Right. Uh, but he sees that and so you know the key to him being successful is spreading that trust around right, right. not just putting it in McLaurin because that's where you get into Jameis Winston territory now speaking of our uh, trust yeah. we've
0: seen him work out with uh Harmon as well and he's gone so what do you see Stephen Sims doing this year because it's McLaurin and then it's Sims and AGG. So let's talk Sims first and AGG. Yeah.
1: So Sims is a it's slot bad. guy. Yeah. He, he's not an outside guy, right? So right. When, when Harmon goes down, you don't just assume that Sims is going to be on the outside. I mean, they, they may have to do that every now and then, but that's not. He his can play problem. the outside. He can play the yeah. outside. I don't see his skill set is more suited to getting the ball in the slot because he's super quick. Right. right. You know, right. he's extremely quick, extremely explosive after the catch. But, yes, right. uh, he showed last year he can play outside. He can make some tough sideline catches. Right. Uh, he's yeah. a fiery guy, gets the team mm-hmm. fired up. Uh, so with that being said, um, uh, AGG skill set is mm-hmm. definitely more of an outside skill set. So just right. looking at the personnel, AGG is much more likely to be on the outside. Right. Uh, you know he's he's tall he's big he can get down the field um, so your best personnel set has Sims in the slot as opposed to outside right. um, so Sims is one of those guys he's you can get the ball in his hands quickly and he'll mm-hmm. turn a, a screen into a long game right you right. see his special teams I'm wondering if he'll still be on special teams this year because he's such a critical yeah. receiver core this year
0: on my uh, last pod or two pods ago, I said, man, maybe they should limit his special teams. Let's find somebody else. I don't mind giving Antonio Gibson some of that. uh, It's it's a a great addition for that, yeah. Because we need him. You know what I'm saying? We need him, and it's not like where we have the luxury (laughs) of having this guy and then him getting hurt. Like, Sims is so vital to what we do this season. That is crazy. It's but he's so vital.
1: You can't and you can't lose another receiver. You just you absolutely right. can't do that. Um, I, I read earlier in the offseason that part of the plan um for uh Antonio gandy Golden was to use him kind of like an H back, right? So right. this may have been why they weren't really so gung-ho on getting another tight end, because they right. wanted to use him kind of like a big tight end. right? Right. Move him around, let him play outside sometimes, let him play next to the line of scrimmage, and just create nightmare mismatches for linebackers. Exactly. You know, it sounds great, right? But when you lost Harmon, now you lose some of that flexibility because he has to be split out wide more so than, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. in the the X position. So, uh, with that being said, you've lost some of your versatility already because you lost Harmon. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Andy Goddard's probably going to be outside more so
0: than uh, the right. athletic
1: tight end.
0: And know? then you still got Doncho Emman who's going to step in and help. I don't know how much he can help, but I do like his game. Um, he's a sure-handed wide receiver, so that helps. I think he makes a team uh, to round out that group. I think those will be our top four wide receivers, it's safe to say. Yeah, it's
1: it's to, about, uh, to say, But what I will add to that is – it's usually not a good thing when you're, you're adding a guy a month before the season starts and right. he's in like a, a, critical piece of your rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was still available, <laughs> which, you know, sometimes. So I got uh,
0: this question right here. It says, where do y'all see Inman
1: playing? And we just start, started yeah, talking. Yeah, we, we were just touching on that. Um, Edwin has, has definitely shown flashes uh, a few years ago uh, with San Diego. He, you know, he was kind of a top sixty-five uh, wide receiver for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, he's got good hands. Not extremely explosive, but he's, uh, you know, he can make the big play every now and then, right? Right. And you know, over the last several years, we've seen so many instances in which we've had to sign a receiver right as the season started or even in the middle of the season. And then they right. had to, to play significant reps. Right. Um, it would not shock me if the Redskins are watching the wire or the Washington football team, man. I'm it. <laughs> right. <laughs> if the football team is uh, watching the wire and, uh, you know, grabs one more guy uh, right. because, you know, uh, the other guys are, are
0: relatively unproven. We've seen flashes of what Cam Sims can do in preseason. Yeah. But. Man, I'm done with Cam Sims. I'm done with Cam Sims. You were big
1: on Cam Sims before last year started. You, you thought he had a little something to
0: him. Man, and Trey Quinn, I'm I'm done with him too, man. Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, I, I just, I've just i had enough. I'd rather just see what the two undrafted guys can do. And, and uh, I think the other one is Johnson. So, you know, and it's still a poor group together when those two are your, either if Trey Quinn and Cam Sims round out that group at six, or even the two undrafted guys round out the group at six, still, I, I still feel like we need one more.
1: Let me tell you what I prefer, rather than thinking about them as the six. right. I actually still like the idea of putting Gibson. In the uh, slot as one of those receivers, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he's so explosive. Right. Uh, I see the question here on Darvin kitsy We'll talk about him in a second. Uh, right. Yeah, but he's so explosive that you can have love in the backfield. You put Gibson in the slot. Yep. And you have so many options about exactly. what you can do. You know, he's got those valuable reps at receiver. Right, yep. you know, not just as a receiving running back, but literally as a receiver. Right um, in in Memphis, he's been all over the, the field as quarterback and running back and receiver. So, um, I think all of that stuff was taken into consideration. I think when mm-hmm. they made that draft pick so early, it wasn't really early, but third round, they were right. thinking, "Hey, with this guy, we're getting running back depth and we're getting receiver depth." Right. Uh, and uh, I was uh, reading some of the coaching interviews earlier in the week, and they say that. When they ask him questions, sometimes he's answering it as a receiver. Then right. they have to remind him, okay, you're in the running back room right now. You got to answer, right. here's your assignment from a running back perspective. But what that shows is that he's learning it both ways. Right. And um, So he's probably going to be really uh, valuable in that role, kind of like the Bears used to Cohen in the mm-hmm. slot pretty right. often. I think that's how uh, we're going to use him as well. So in my mind, Inman is really receiver number five. In my mind, my assumption is that Antonio Gibson is probably going to be that fourth guy on the field when you need a fourth receiver.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And that's why I am willing to go and pick up Antonio Gibson (laughs) and put him on my team because even though it says running back, he's getting a lot of receptions. And if he's getting a lot of receptions, that's more points in PPR. Than actually running the ball. So if he's getting, let's say, five or more receptions, 50 or more yards, that just bolts well. That's already 10 points. Yeah, right? I'll tell you this:
1: I'm in one league that has a uh it's not just PPR, it's three points per reception. Okay, three points per reception, and I am going to be pushing to get this guy because nice, nice. Um, I think it's easily mm-hmm. attainable that he gets 40 receptions out the backfield. Nice. I think that's really reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Really reasonable. And that's not counting the yards after those receptions. And that's not counting, you know, the, the rushing yards that he's right as well. So... Hey,
0: stick with wide receivers for a minute. Hit on Kidzie, then we're going to go into running backs.
1: So, now I know Kidzie was more your boy. I want you to talk about Kidzie because... You know, when, when it comes to preseason, I, I didn't see him in the regular season much. And,
0: let you me, know, let me pull see. up something for you. Um, <laughs> let me pull up some video. Like, Kidzy, man, I was looking at him because um, I, I saw him more so in preseason, obviously, yeah, in the regular season. And when he did play in the regular season, it was more so like, you know, special teams type stuff. So I'm about to roll this video. Give me one second. Um, he has great potential. Has decent size, I think he's about six feet even. I believe. And, um, let me go ahead and roll this. Yeah, I really, really like his game. Um, I was in the Redskins group and they was talking about Kidji, and then uh, everybody was pissed off because they were saying, you know, he's just another guy. But a lot of the receivers that we have now started as just the other guy, you know, just another guy. Um, so let's check out some of these highlights real quick. Yeah. He has decent hands. He can run some routes, but I just have not seen enough of him for him to be a factor. But he he does have a great chance to make the team. He's been working with Haskins tough. So decent catch right there. He has decent speed. Um, I look up his 40. He wasn't so much of a speedster, but he's just a guy. Honestly, he's like a better version of Dontrell, Dontrell um, um, in um. Yeah. So you know, he's nothing flashy, special, but he he can he can make this team, man. I honestly think he can make this team and really make an impact. Maybe as the fifth or sixth guy.
1: I'm really – He reminds open. me – there's a guy we picked up in the middle of the year a couple years ago. Uh, he's a guy that bounced around the league and felt like he'd been in Arizona. Uh, oh, my, oh, Malcolm Ford? Malcolm Floyd, yeah, he's like a Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's kind of who he reminds me. Exactly, of. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Michael Floyd. Yeah, see, I mean, he has good size. He yeah. makes contested catches. Granted, this is preseason. Oh, and-
1: Of course, he he fumbles there, right? He fumbles right there.
0: (laughs) 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 Then he fumbles right there. But, yeah, I think he's a guy. I mean, obviously, he'll have a leg up on the undrafted guys.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe sure. anyone and with the experience the and and you again he puts the ball on the ground looks like really look like he was dead. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> yeah I would say anyone who has experience in the system and familiarity with the quarterback is, is always going to have a leg up on someone coming off the street which is why I kind of temper my expectations on what we're going to get from and, right. you know um, I and, <sighs> I I tend to favor explosive players, right? Right. So for me, best case scenario is Inman barely sees the field. And and that's just because we're getting so much out of McLaurin and AGG and Sims and Gibson, right? Um, Of course you, you need to cycle guys in, So, you know, it it is good to have that versatility and the fact that he can play. Um, But yeah, I, I say that, uh, a situation where you're relying on your fifth and sixth wide receivers usually isn't a really, really good situation. Right, um, at all. and that, that goes for any team, you know. Right. Unless you're Kansas City and you have Mahomes as the quarterback and it doesn't matter who you're throwing to.
0: Right. So let's talk some running backs, man. We got AP the GOAT. This is my favorite running back of all time. I think this guy has a potential to run for 1,200 yards this season. Why do I say that? He's going to get the ball early and often. I know that Scott Turner loves to throw the ball <laughs> on first down, but this is AP we're talking about here, man. I don't think it's happening. Here's
1: why. And okay. that note, no disrespect to AP, I think okay. he's going to run just as hard as he always has. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think this is the first year that you're going to have three healthy running backs. Okay. Uh, in the past, uh, AP okay. has Yeah, he stumbled into, and and this, again, no disrespect to him because he's probably my third favorite running back of all time. Barry will always be my number one uh, of all time. Um, But anyway, uh, he looked like Barry right there. Um, (laughs) Don't sleep on this boy, man. Don't sleep on him. man. He can flat out play, okay? But here's, I think it has nothing to do with him. I think it has everything to do with the fact that Two years ago when uh, they brought him in, uh, it was the expectation that he was going to be sharing with Geis. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was Geis got injured and Chris Thompson got injured. And then, lo and behold, he's last man standing. You're right. You know? And then last year, kind of the same thing. We're thinking Geis is going to be healthy again. They drafted Bryce Love with the intention of shirting him. Mm-hmm. Thompson was hurt again for most of the year. And so, I mean, him being the Iron Man, he was generally the last man standing. Right. So we're looking at, you know, a thousand yard season two years ago, 900 last year.
0: This year, 900 and how many games he played less games last year? Don't forget hey, about Let that. me look it up.
1: Let me let me look it up. Yeah, um, I think he played
0: maybe 14 games. Let's see, because I mean, obviously he didn't play against the Eagles last year. Because a stupid Jay Gruden wanted to go ahead and bench the guy
1: for no so, apparent yeah. uh, We're looking at 898 yards, so right at 900. At mm-hmm. And how many games looks
0: like? Uh, hey, 50. man, shout out to James, man. James is rocking with us tonight, man. Appreciate Thank you, bro. You.
1: <laughs> so, I'll <laughs> say this. The, the only reason I disagree, like I said, it doesn't have anything to do with him. I think it has to do with the fact that Bryce Love is healthy now. Antonio right. Gibson is healthy now. Um, well, and Antonio so,
0: Gibson is playing more wide receiver. We've already established we that. that. We don't we know it yet. That.
1: We don't know it yet. I mean, because he, he's got the, the ability to do both, right? right. So if you've got Peterson, mm-hmm. let's just assume – that he's RB1, right? Okay. And that's assuming that Bryce Love isn't healthy or they want to take it easy with him. He's RB1. You've got uh, Bryce Love now with the ability to spell him on the running downs. Mm. You've got Gibson with the ability to play third down. Right. I, I just think there won't be enough volume there for him to get okay. the 1200. Okay, uh, I got one for you. Okay.
0: Who leads the team in, in, uh, in uh, touchdowns? Ooh. In Russian, Russian touchdown. sorry. I,
1: ooh, that's tough. You see what I'm saying? As of I right now. Say, you know what? <laughs> and this might be a very optimistic um answer for me. Okay. I say Bryce Love. You said Bryce Love. Okay.
0: I respect um, that. I respect that. Know, I can't be mad at it at all. I mean, obviously, it would be wise for us to see what we have in Bryce Love because this season I believe that if Bryce Love shows that he's not healthy or does not really show like he can be the guy, especially a franchise guy, then we're drafting a running back next year. Yeah. There's another solid class coming out, you know what I'm saying? So don't be surprised if we get that guy from Clemson if he makes it, if he makes it to the second round because we're not getting Uh, him first. That's the end.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, here's what I say. Actually, I'm gonna go revisit that answer. I (laughs) think that Bryce Love, if he stays healthy the whole year, Mm. is the most interesting running back. I think he'll be the most explosive. Okay. Most touchdowns is tough because when you think touchdowns, you think get in the red zone. Who do you give the ball to? Right? I'm thinking like the
0: goal line carries.
1: Yeah. I, I think carries. I might edge them out on that front, just, just from a goal line perspective. I mean, um, but I, look at I think years, a year years. that love stays healthy is a really good year, you know? Okay. I mean, here's
0: my thing with love. I, I mean, I have love, obviously, in two or three dynasty leagues already. I believe in a guy. I don't know if he's going to be the guy this year, but if he's healthy and he's doing his thing, I can see 800 yards rushing. I can see five touchdowns.
1: Honestly, don't even see 800 yards rushing for, for well, if he's healthy and they give him uh running back one B treatment or mm-hmm. one A treatment. Sure. Right. I honestly don't think he'll get that much. I think he's more of a 500 yard because Okay. Again, you've got three guys. Assuming right. everyone stays healthy, you've got Gibson, you've got right. Peterson, you've got Love, right? Right. They're, you're not going to have uh, two thousand yard rushers or anywhere no. close to thousand right. yard rushers on the same I, team. I feel it. I feel it. Did you remember yeah. that game so when I eight- think it's more of a situation where Peterson gets eight hundred, Love gets five hundred, Gibson gets three fifty.
0: 350. Um, do you remember that game when guys and AP went off? I think it was maybe against Carolina or Detroit. I can't remember. could not have been too
1: many games. Guys hadn't played too much.
0: So, well, hey, well, guys, <laughs> yeah. hey, guys had two really good ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was, it might have been Carolina. Yeah. I think guys had like 130, and then AP had like 99, almost 100. And then they both had a touchdown each. So, um, I'm looking at a scenario where, People are saying, "Oh, AP's getting old. AP this, AP that." If you're keeping AP fresh with the other two running backs, it only bodes well, man. I, look, I'm just—I am I not going to count out AP. I'm just—I I, just—I cannot do it. And we—you know—I mean, how many yards a game do you need to get to a thousand? Was it like sixty something?
1: Yeah, it's—it's surprisingly—it's uh, so low, you yeah. know. A thousand
0: yards used to be a big thing, you know. Oh, it's a, thousand a, half. a thousand yard back, I get it. But even with even with the three running backs, I still think I something in me is telling me AP has a lot to prove. He had a big goals. He said, "Of course, he wants to win a, win a Super Bowl." I don't know how long he's going to play. We're not in the contentions this year, but we we definitely will be next year for sure. Then he says that he wants to uh, break the all time. Uh, record he's, he's going to need
1: 4000 more yards 4000 more yards
0: 4200 to be exact or 4100 and some change so
1: yeah
0: it, it's going to take for him to go to a team where he can get the carries cuz all comes down to carries you know and and so listen I'll be honest
1: I will temper I will I will check myself here I will say when um uh, when the Redskins first signed Peterson, I'm like, okay, cool. He, uh, One of the greatest running backs of all time. But right. we've seen this before, right? We saw this with uh, Sean Alexander, right? We saw it with Emmett Smith going to the, the Cardinals and whatever. You know, sometimes you have a great running back and they're past their prime. Right. And that's what I thought we were going to get here. But no, he's shown the same juice, you know, the same nastiness when he runs so right. he, he had one good year and I was like, okay, cool. He had one good year. I'm thinking the next year is gonna be the year that he's just <laughs> roster fire, right? Right. I, yeah, I mean he ended up what last year didn't he get the longest run touchdown run of his career? Like a ninety-eight yarder. Uh <laughs> you know, and I mean you just see how nasty he was. And so when they re-signed him in the offseason, mm-hmm. at first I was like, Really? Like, how long do you expect this to keep happening? Right. I was thinking it was time for the youth yeah. group. It was time I'm for guys' nice, love. And I'm, I, so here's where I'm checking myself. I know that I'm partial to younger guys. I'm always partial to younger guys. Right. In a dynasty league, you'll all, once a person gets about 28, you're, you're <laughs> starting to be too old for me. I'm right. Be, right. First right. Chips in the middle of the table and cash in for some younger guys. Right. So I do have a bias. I do have a bias. Right. That being said, do I think Peterson can get 800? Yes. Do I think he can get 1,000? Yes. But I think in order for him to get 1,000, one of the running backs gets hurt. If one of the running backs gets hurt, he gets 1,000. I think if all three are healthy, they don't want to push him. Right. To, I mean, it's not necessary for him to get 1,000. Well, and,
0: yeah. I see AP. This is This is possibly his last season in D.C., and
1: a kind of multi year deal, but uh,
0: yeah, yeah, hey, why not run them to the ground? You save Bryce Love for the future, you save our future guys, you give everybody carries. But well, if you're gonna run somebody to the ground, it's AP, man,
1: you know. <laughs> you but know what I will say is, you have to look at the coaching staff as well. And this uh, Scott Turner system tends to be more throwing the ball out of the backfield no, rather than running, hey. and that. Tends to fit Love and Gibson's skill sets better than than right, right. That's part of why I'm hedging my number a little
0: bit. Hey, but don't get it twisted though. AP will stay on the field. He can catch the ball. He can. He can. I was looking at some highlights and some stats. Uh, the year when he had like, you know, he always gets hurt and comes back and does something superhuman. So one year he came back and he caught like 45 balls for like 300 plus yards, but he never gets more than two touchdowns receiving mean, any right. year, if you go back and look at the stats. So I was like, good Lord, this dude is not human. This dude, this dude can really do it all. But a lot of teams that, that he's been on, they don't throw the ball. Even last year and the year before, when they did throw the ball to Adrian Peterson, he had some success because you look at it as an extension of him running the ball. You put right. the ball in his hands in a good spot in open open space, um, he, he can get by a linebacker, he can run somebody over. So
1: I'm yeah, real optimistic. I'm real yeah, you know, I, I'll I'm say insane. that he's he's not stone hands. He can catch it. You know, his career high catching it was looks like what forty three back in two thousand nine. Right, uh, he caught forty um, a few years later uh, in two thousand twelve. Exactly. So I mean, it's not one of those things that you know he's 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 not going to step in and be Christian McCaffrey or anything. Um, but can he catch it? Sure, he right. can. Um, but I would just imagine. And of course, I'm not on the coaching staff, but I would imagine that when you're looking for someone to catch the ball out the backfield and do magic with it, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to dial up um, uh, Antonio Gibson or Bryce Love for that play.
0: All right. So that's our fantasy impact. Let's dive into some actual real football. I want to talk defensive line. How many sacks do you see this defensive
1: line getting this season? Yeah, man, I think this is the top defensive line in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, with, with respect intended to San Francisco. Right. Uh, well, San Francisco lost uh,
0: uh, Buckner now, so they're not as strong. But right. they, they
1: replaced them. You know. With they, yeah, they uh, they drafted a, a defensive tackle uh, in the uh, first round this year. That's right. they, was able to just step right in and replace is, so, right. Um You're really not um, – I would say if the 49ers don't – I don't think the 49ers are going to lead the, the league in sacks. I think, honestly, no, it's
0: Even pro- last year, they didn't lead, lead. lead the league in sacks. I pulled up a stat the other night, and I put it on Twitter, and I think their leading sack getter had like 10 – and that must yeah. have been. Um... It was just
1: a. It was a great co- cohesive unit, and right. I really don't think they're going to lose any of that cohesion. Uh, right. Because right. I mean, Javon Kinlaw is is every bit as good as the tackle that they lost. So, right. um, where I think the Redskins are um, advantageous is uh, is that we have more skill at the defensive end position, mm-hmm. and then the talent the, uh, at defensive tackle is just as good, right? Right. Um, a lot of people have a good defensive end or two, but very few have two elite tackles. Hey, three elite defensive ends. Oh, three <laughs> elite tackles. And you know what? That—that's the crazy part. Like nobody is giving uh, us credit for having three tackles. <laughs> you know, exactly. Everyone always mentions uh, uh, Payne and Allen, um, right? But, you know, we really have three elite defensive tackles hey. big and then Matt. elite defensive ends. Hey, Big Matt
0: go hard in the paint, man. That boy, he has the potential. He probably is not going to start, but he has the potential to lead us in sacks. Man, my boy James be on it, man. My boy James be on it. He said, Matt is going to lead us in sacks. And I'll
1: tell you what. I was saying I, it, he types it. Here's what I'm concerned about, and, and and when I say concerned, I don't mean in a bad way. Okay. I I think Ioannidis is so good, we mm-hmm. won't be able to keep him. I think that he's under the, contract. What's that?
0: He's under contract. I think no. He's under but what
1: I mean is, you know how everyone's talking about. Where do you think we have the depth to make a trade? Well, you well,
0: you got Ryan Anderson the defensive line. I know you got Ryan Anderson. Okay. You got Tim Settle. So you you can still go deep into Ryan Anderson is our fourth best defensive, uh uh defensive end. Ryan Anderson's
1: linebacker. We he's linebacker, but they're gonna use him a
0: defensive end. I've seen that they've been using him in the defensive line more so than linebacker. So he's not been in, in the linebacker room from what I'm hearing uh-huh. in camp. So it seems like they're gonna use him as a backup DE. To back up one of the other guys, and then he might be used at the Sam. But um, they say that he's playing more DE than linebacker, which is crazy
1: to me because he's a Yeah, I that it kind of feels like a, a bit of a waste. Uh, that uh, that would be very odd to right. me. Yeah, which
0: which is why I feel like if we're gonna trade somebody, that's the guy we trade. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, if somebody you got Tim Settle who can start on a lot of teams. So you don't have to, like, dive into your your third guy, you know, or your second or third guy to to to, to trade to kind of, you know, continue to build a team. You can dive into your fourth guys, you know, in terms of rankings and still be able to get value.
1: Possibly. But are you going to be able to get the value that you could get for an Ionitis? That's true. That's true. But OK, yeah. If, Hypothetically speaking, if we
0: were to trade, I I can't even say his name. Big Matt, I call him Big Matt. <laughs> 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 if we if we're able to trade him, what would a trade look like?
1: Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, defensive linemen are always in uh, in vogue, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone needs that, unless Washington. you are Washington or San Fran. Everyone else uh, could 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 use a better defensive lineman. So. Um, if you are looking to bolster your offense and let's say – who calls? Let's say – Okay, I got one for you. Tampa Bay. Oh, I had a feeling this was someone. Okay. Tampa Bay calls. And uh, let me guess, you're going to know Howard? Nah, Chris Godwin. Oh, they're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean – for a tight end, honestly, of OJ Howard's skill set and capability, yes, he was a former first round pick. I get it. I'm not giving more than Ryan Anderson. I'm like, they're not
1: getting Big Mac. I'm sorry for OJ Howard. Mm, can't do it. I mean, you're you're essentially trading for a first round pick, and you're trading away Ionitis, who was what? Uh, was he a fifth? He was a fifth, but he's
0: outperformed that fifth round. He's
1: obviously outperformed it, right? I mean, right. But what I'm saying is, you're you're essentially trading a backup defensive tackle for a backup. Yeah, and, and fair. I'm saying based on current roster construction, okay. Okay. you're trading a backup defensive tackle mm. for a tight end who would start for you, and. From Tampa's perspective, they're giving up a backup tight end. For okay. backup all right. All so, right. All
0: right. Let me ask you this. On your current dynasty team right now, I'm about to get you on this one. On your current dynasty team right now, it's pretty stacked. It's pretty loaded, right? So that yeah. means that um, you got Saquon Barkley. You got um, two other guys or whatever. Who is your fourth best running back? I'm about to get you real quick. Who's your fourth best running back? In the league I'm in with you, uh... I don't have a fourth running back. Let's just say Joe Mixon. Is Joe Mixon gone?
1: On yeah, I traded him last year. Okay, but let's, uh, let's go with my third
0: running So that your third running back is who? It's, uh, it's David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Ah, uh, that's He's not a good example. Four, that's not a back. good example. Okay, who <laughs> is your fourth best wide receiver? I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, so here we
1: go. So, oh, you know what? My fourth running back, I do have a fourth. My fourth one, David Daryl Henderson.
0: Dear Henderson. Okay. Ah, yeah. Let's go to. The-
1: <laughs> let's go wide receiver. Okay. So here we yeah. go. Dynasty team. My running backs are Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. Um, third is Montgomery. Fourth is Henderson. Receivers pretty deep. I got Devontae Adams, yeah. uh, Cooper Cup, Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs, mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, okay. McCole Hardman, Brandon right. Cooks. Okay. So let's say. Yeah. Let's say that you need
0: more tight end depth.
1: Okay. So So tight end right now, I've got Kelsey and I've got Hunter Henry. Yeah,
0: you're loaded. You're loaded. So let's just say that you didn't have Hunter Henry. Okay. Are you willing to trace Stephon Diggs for Higby? Stephon
1: Diggs for Higby. You mean in my situation?
0: Yeah. You won't be. No. And it's exactly because it's not the same value. And that's the same thing with Big Matt Big Matt it just can't get you an O.J. Howard. It just gotta I'm,
1: be- I'm not saying that's a good trade. I'm not even yeah. saying that's a trade I would make. Right. right? I'm what I'm saying-, saying is a trade for a position of need. You're not going to – to invert your argument, mm-hmm. Tampa's not going to trade Chris Godwin for Matt
0: And that's fine. I wouldn't either. Nobody would. But right. I'm just saying you got to match production for production. Okay. Brand, yes, it is a position of need. You see uh, the Browns saying, hey, we want a fourth-round pick for Njoku, okay, who's another guy in the same O.J. Howard mold to yeah. where they were drafted first round, but they have not produced. So no. my thing is you got to trade production for production to just make Agreed. everything kind of make sense. So, I mean, you're better off trading Big Matt for a second-round pick. So how about
1: that? Uh, I agree. You know I, I agree. From a team perspective, a 100%. Right Now, if – uh, Your same production, say the Chargers offer you Hunter Henry.
0: That's better. That's better. But
1: do I do it? Probably not. But hey. Starting tight end for rotation defensive tackle. I hear yeah, what you're saying. And, when, and, and, and again, I don't say this as a slight to Ionitis. I love Ionitis. And, and it's Henry it's and third. benefit to the team. But when you, you see that?
0: Henry in a third. That's kind of like.
1: Now uh, they don't give up him and a third. I don't hey,
0: think I got It's like Matt is just so good that this is not a good example for me. I just can't wrap my, my head around. But isn't that why you
1: trade him because he's so good? Yes, but I feel like you can get more. I feel Do like you think you anyone's know. giving up a first? I don't think anyone's giving up a first for
0: him. Nobody's giving up a first, but a second I can see. I can see a second and a player. I can see a second and a player. I, I can think a second.
1: I, it, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around a second and a player because you get like the Redskins traded a. Oh, didn't they trade a second and a player or a third and a player to get Alex Smith? That's a starting quarterback, right? You, it, quarterback. you yeah. know, you, you don't do that per se for right. a defensive tackle unless he's hey, a. Pro mind bowler. you,
0: if he goes somewhere else, he's automatically a pro bowler. If he goes some, somewhere else and he's starting and getting snaps, the numbers he's getting here, you're gonna see an uptick potentially. Potentially, possibly. Probably. Probably. probably, not even possibly, probably, 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 because he's just he's just such a great uh such a great talent. James says that Matt is a starting DT. Yeah, he's a starting DT. Of Anywhere course. else. Anywhere else but on our team. And he should be starting on the Redskins. But guess what? They're going to say because we drafted and we invested in these guys getting first. Run, you know, I can see them trading Jonathan Allen for first. I can see them trading Payne for first. But why? I mean, you invested in those guys to be your cornerstone. So I don't see Allen or Payne going anywhere. Those are the okay. guys that you're invest in. Here
1: we go. Got a good one for you. <laughs> All right. Because this is the type of team that would trade for him too. New England. Okay, New England is the type of team that would trade for Ionitis because okay. they know what's going on.
0: Hey, you know what they're gonna give a second and nothing less. They might even give a first if it's a That's late runner, they
1: seem like the type that would give a first. They gave, a yeah. a, they gave up a first for uh, who's that, uh, Philip Dorset or somebody, or, or yeah, they traded a first for all kinds of but, uh, they, they, they kinds give up first at random times. Sometimes, right. they, most times they underpay, but occasionally they'll overpay, right. you know, for right. the right guy, right? right. Um, uh, but yeah, I completely agree. And, and like I said, I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to ship off Ionitis, but <laughs> I think that when you're in a, a position where you don't have many assets, right? And we don't. I mean, you look at the secondary, not many assets. Linebacker, not many assets. Um, receiver, not many assets. Running back, we had them. We had a little depth before you mm-hmm. guys decided to be an idiot. Um, and then you don't have any depth at quarterback either. You right. don't have any depth at tight end. You sometimes, if you have a strength that's like strength on strength right. on strength, like right. our defensive line, mm-hmm. that's where you can afford to get rid of right. Season, right? I mean, I, 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 I totally get it. Who gives you more value? You could trade Kerrigan, but he's on the back end of his career, yeah. and you don't get right. as much as you would get for Ionitis.
0: And Kerrigan says he wants to be here. He said, I've said it publicly. And that's great. I've said it privately. And I love it because what that yeah. means is after this season, it's going to be a hometown discount. Exactly.
1: I, love that. I say, I love bring that. Him back, let him retire here. Let him retire up. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so that's why to me,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said pats ain't giving up a first this season <laughs> i thought for lawrence
1: most definitely What man. is whether or not i can't see belichick trying to lose i just it doesn't seem like it's part of his deal right i, I mean, just you're gonna,
0: you're gonna see new england play hard and then if they lose, then they lose. But I think he's really gonna put the, that's why he went and get went and got Cam Newton, man. Exactly. They of, wouldn't assign Cam Newton
1: if they were trying to lose. <laughs> right. uh, it, it's just not part of Belichick's DNA to say, hey, let's let's tank it this year and let's get this guy. Because right. he's always gonna assume that he can get his guy anyway. Right. Um, yeah. so uh what but what I will say is New England's the type of team that would give up a second. Mm-hmm. And Cam, Oh, Cam's got the biggest chip on his shoulder, just exactly. like I saying, James. Cam's got the biggest chip on his shoulder this year. They're not right. going to lose. I mean, right. they're not going to be a great team. They don't have the talent. But right. Cam is going to throw the team on his back mm-hmm. like he did for a couple years in, in Carolina. He's trying to shut some haters up. So right. um, I can't see New England really going less than – Eight and eight, just and eight. off of Belichick's coaching, and,
0: and, and that, that division is trash, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, Miami, the Jets,
1: come on, man, that's four wins right there. I'm telling you, New England's <laughs> not going to go less than eight and eight. And everybody wants to say it's the end of New England. I hate New England. Right? Trust me. Me I hate New, too. New England me too. They will not go less than eight and eight. Hey, you know what's so funny? Quick story.
0: So my friends over at um, NFL Smack Talk, so if you guys are on Facebook and looking for a, a great football group to talk trash in this, look me up on Facebook on uh, NFL Smack Talk. But anyways, they were trying to get me to come out to D.C. for that New England and Redskins game. You know what I said? <laughs> nope. <laughs>
1: Dude, <laughs> I remember said, remember the game? That we played New England and they were up like 50 at halftime. Do you remember that? Man, I remember, man. I remember. Never will I go to a Redskins
0: game. I'm glad I got to go to a Redskins game. I went to the Redskins game versus the Atlanta, um, <laughs> Atlanta uh, Falcons, man, a couple years yeah. ago. And I was pissed off, man. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, I lived in DC and everything lived in Maryland, but never got to go to a game. Cause I was so young. So I'm like, all right, you know, flew in from Nashville, Got my hotel. Got a rental car. I'm like, this is going to be a good weekend. Bro, I had seats, amazing seats. I'm sitting like one row from the field. I was right behind the special teams, Trestway. I was on the uh, right of the end zone. So I'm thinking, man, it's going to be a good game. ATL sucks. We suck. You know what I'm saying? It's the battle of the trash. Somebody's got (laughs) to win. I'm thinking we're going to put up points because Atlanta's been giving up a lot of points that year defensively. Man, we got smashed, bro. We got smashed. Oh, man. But the good thing was I had, like, free drinks, free food sitting there in the front in the dream seats area. So it was good to see a Redskins game. And I'm glad I got to go before they changed the name. You know what I'm saying? Because the name can be something like the the Red Rattles or the Red Cobras or something <laughs> crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know James is pushing for the Red Wolves, so I don't mind Red Wolves. I don't mind Red like Wolves.
1: And, it's yeah. grown on me.
0: Yeah, some of the names that I've, I've been seeing, I don't mind. Um, so the back row Red Wolves show, it's not. Bad. I, I like
1: I like Red Wolves. I like Red ta- Red Tails. Uh, you know, th- those are the leader in my club. Hey, right
0: you know, now. you know a name that I saw today that I kind of liked was What's that? Burgundy and Gold. The really? Washington Burgundy and Gold. I know it sounds crazy. The Washington Burgundy and Gold man. It just it, it feels right. The back row Burgundy and Gold show love it man it's beautiful what about the hogs the washington hogs it's not bad just don't give us no goofy looking pig with some <laughs> with some uh, stuff looking like looking like timon
1: and timon and boom nah uh, you know <laughs> the, rectus. the I, rectus i don't know about that one i haven't seen that one the <laughs> The Rexes. What, what does that even mean? Like like T-Rex? <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Rexes. Like, oh, is that man. supposed to be like Dude, similar to Redskins? Oh man. Oh, T-Rex. Ooh. She
0: said uh T-Rex. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Oh man. Uh, hey, did you see the post by the Washington football team? They said that that the new hashtag is 1932. Right? And everybody went crazy. Everybody went crazy. Like, oh, no. Nah. It's HTTR forever. It's HTTR for life. And then they hey, they, hey, they deleted that tweet. They said, "They said, oops, oops. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. No. yeah. Listen, here, here are my criteria. I don't really care what you name the team. As long as you can keep the HTTR, right? No. And as long as you can keep the, the theme song. You, know, you got to keep the colors. Got to keep the colors. Oh, yeah. And then if we can keep the construct of the theme song the same, right. you know, if, if it's, you know, Hail to the Red Tails or whatever. Hail man. to the Red Wolves. Hail yeah, well, we got to work Red on that a little Gold, bit, you know. <laughs> but I think if you can keep the colors, the ACTR, and the general construct of the theme song, it'll go smoothly. Hey, see here, man. I'm all about the colors, man. I've yeah. it over and over it and over colors, man. Listen, <laughs> By the uh, next time we shoot, I'll let you see uh, what the the man cave looks like and all this kind of stuff. You, it's so <laughs> many Redskins colors here. It's no turning back
0: now. Hey, you keep the colors. Burgundy and gold, man. Just the fact that they gave us like green and blue, or man, can't, can't do it. You
1: gotta keep the color. I mean, Black and you know, silver, red and, right.
0: red and white. Red and white. but
1: man, it's like been born and bred, right? And right. and. All the other teams have correctly gone back to the, the red, white, and the blue. And that's cool. But uh, the caps have to be yeah. red, white, and blue. We tried to do that weird black right. and gold thing and blue thing. It didn't right. work. The Wizards did the same thing with the, the, the weird blue and the, the gold and black, and they ended up coming back. Uh, right. But the Redskins have always been the burgundy and gold, no matter what right. everyone else changes to. You see the colors, you see. Hey, the Burgundy. Washington Burgundy and Golds. The
0: no, Washington they, Burgundy and Golds, man. Too doing hey, too much. Washington B and G, baby. <laughs>
1: doing too much. No, gotta be, gotta be a team. Gotta be something. I'm, I'm all for abstract. I don't know if I'm that abstract.
0: Um, all right. As we wrap up, do you have any final remarks, comments,
1: thoughts? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I will say be – oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Yeah, I have to say this because I saw this in the news this week. I love Alex Smith. Great guy. Great whatever. Mm -hmm. Alex, be a coach, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I do not want to see your leg snap on TV. I I just I I admire your passion. I admire your comeback story. We love you. We will embrace you as one of ours. Get a front office job. D- don't don't do it. Don't oh, just hey. I feel like I'll cringe every time he drops back. Man, I us say the do same it. thing. This uh, is how yeah.
0: we stand off Alex Smith. I said this on the um I forgot what show I said it on. The big three, the the uh, the DMV big three show. I said, victory formation, week 17. Take that one snap. Yep. Neil, standing O from the virtual, because we're going to be virtual. Yep. <laughs> and that's how we
1: send you off. There you All go. Right. Thank this, you, this, this, sir. This, Appreciate it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um. I'll say that we have no reason to trot him out. I feel like it would be irresponsible as an organization, regardless right. of his passion, regardless of what he says. It would right. be very irresponsible. <laughs> Seeing how graphic those uh, a 1,000 plus all-purpose. Okay. That, now that's ambitious right there. If, if, if you said uh, 700 plus?
0: Hey, I hope I, he's right. Gosh. If this happens, we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody has to tell me. If if AP rushes for a thousand yards and then love, let's say 70 and then three hundred receiving, and then Gibson is like half and half. Mm-hmm. Oh man,
1: that's a playoff team. Yeah, that, but that's I, I don't see it. I, I don't see that. I see I said if if it yeah. happens. oh yeah. I think if any team has uh, three running backs get anywhere close to 1,000 yards, that's a playoff team. Right. I mean, that's a Super Bowl team, right? Bowl team. Um, but it's not going to happen. 500, I completely agree with that. Assuming everyone stays healthy, I agree with it. Here's my actual 5 I'll say 700. 700. I think that two of them will be over 700. To say three over 700 is ambitious. Um, who would you say was the best running back stable last year? Hmm. Like, group of running backs, not individual. Oh. We're not talking about McCaffrey.
0: San Francisco. Sam San Francisco.
1: All right, let me see how many all purpose yards their running backs got last year. It was awful. <laughs> let me see. I'm, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> Look at Shell.
0: Uh, came out of nowhere like
1: 1,000 plus. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that's pretty ambitious. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So last year, San Fran had the best running back group. Uh, all right. So we had. Brita. With 623 yards, Mostert with 772. Yep. Coleman with 544. Now he said all purpose. So we're going to add the receiving yards. Uh, Brita had 623 plus 120 receiving yards, so that's 743. Mostert, 772 plus 180, so that's 952. And then then Coleman with 544 plus 180, which is 720. See, 700, 700 I can vibe with. Um, More than that, not seeing it. Yeah. 700 I can do uh, for two of them. One of them will only have 500, even best case scenario.